kind of, I mean, it's great. It's great. And instead of, you know, obviously I don't have lyrics or, or anything or any melody at the time, and I just talk into the mic, and I scat, and I make stuff up. You scat? It's able good, I forgive, but I'm good, I believe. It's better than... <laughs> All right, Frank. Hey, here we are. Um, it's uh, it's Sunday. It's a uh, Martin Luther King weekend. Yeah, long weekend. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome back um, to Frank and Eric. Yeah, this is uh, season two, episode two. Yeah. Um, welcome, welcome to season two. <laughs> uh, just a reason to change the color on the uh, album art. Yeah. So. We have some merch coming out soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Eric made some pins. Yeah, it's just the beginning of an onslaught of Frank and Eric merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to make some t-shirts soon. Yep, yep. And then uh, that's it, really, pretty much, yeah. And we'll do hats and... Stickers. Sneakers and book bags and... Um, Trapper keepers. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have everything. Bookmarks. Yeah. Postcards. We we'll, always oh, do postcards. Like rolling papers. Rolling papers. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled. Uh, a great way to be notified about that stuff when it's available is to sign up for the newsletter. Yes. We've had one newsletter so far. Yeah. There's probably a new, another one coming soon, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll send one out this week. Maybe yeah. I'll send one out tomorrow. They're uh, arbitrary yeah. is the timeline. They're, they're meaningless. Yeah. Uh, they're just little helpful reminders that we exist. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Um, so this week is going to be, I think, pretty, kind of funny and fun. Yes. It's going to be funny, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we are reviewing uh, the Alicia Silverstone Aerosmith <clears throat> Trilogy. Yes. Uh, if you were alive in the 90s, I'm sure it had a large impact on um, your puberty uh, when it came and how. Yeah. Uh, charged in like a horse once those videos <clears throat> came out. Um. Frank, I, I want to begin this conversation with uh, a bit of trivia. Mm -hmm. um, what is the only substance known to man that is harder than a diamond? Uh, my boner watching Alicia Silverstone? Incorrect. It's my boner. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, my 13-year-old boner yes. when I saw these videos for the first time. Yes. Uh, so these came out in what year? 90. Five? 93. Uh, 93. So it's, it's, it is a trilogy of videos mm -hmm. and the, uh, the three songs in order are crying. Mm -hmm. That's with an apostrophe at the end. These are all off of the Aerosmith get a grip album. Yeah. With the cow on the cover that is tattooed with, I think the name of the album. Well, it's or an it, utter. Well, but there's a, or it's, or it's, or it's branded and then there's yes. an utter and the utter is pierced right because in the 90s we pierced everything that was edgy for some reason why why like a farm theme i'm not sure exactly i don't know but they kind of lean into <clears throat> it in the culmination of this trilogy yes there is more farm stuff yeah i'm not sure what it what it meant it's probably like one guy in the band who bought a farm you know and it's like his passion <laughs> hey i love farms now let's do farm <laughs> stuff um and get a grip doesn't really like pan with farm stuff right yeah so. it doesn't there's no there's no connection. Yes. Um, but the, so the songs uh, and videos are crying, crazy, mm -hmm. and amazing. So. Wait, is it? No, that's the wrong order, isn't it? It's crying. Crying. Amazing. Amazing and, and crazy. crazy. Crazy, yeah. 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 Um, maybe like that's what we're trying to look for. So 
a theme in this is trying to understand the logic behind the decisions that were made in the videos, in the songwriting, in the visuals. Yeah. I, I think we, we have to accept that these are maybe 50 year old dudes. Oh, for sure. Who've been drinking abusively for two decades. Yeah, and so, among and doing other things. Yeah, and doing a ton of drugs. Yes. There's no coherent thought here. No. So it's just like garbled nonsense. They had an idea about something. You know, it, it's interesting. Like, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about this as someone who, you know, was alive and totally horny when these came <laughs> out. Um, and I remember this Aerosmith album being a huge hit. Yeah. And... I remember, remember they did uh, that song for the Armageddon soundtrack sort of around that same time. Oh yeah. Um, they were like, they were like very pop culturally relevant. I think because of these videos, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, in, uh, is it in Wayne's world too, where they meet Aerosmith? Yes. Don't they meet Aerosmith? Yeah. Like, I just feel like it, it's, it's really interesting that they were so pop culturally relevant and it was like kind of their third act as as a band right because their big hit was their first big hit was dream on which was the 70s yes which which is a great song great song unapologetically killer song yeah. fantastic and then there was the 80s era i just want to mention right now uh Aerosmith is on tour are we it's, going <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i saw them once actually in high school they uh they played with the band monster magnet oh that's a weird pairing it sucked it was terrible my friend, this kid I knew, he had tickets. His mom had tickets. We had like first row seats to Aerosmith and Monster Magnet. Um, so I'm, I, anyway. I'm armed with a small amount of trivia for these videos because I read an article in Rolling Stone that they did in 2018, which was the 25th anniversary of these videos. And apparently when they went on tour for, to support this album, their opener was Dave Mustaine. Whoa. And he lasted six shows before he was kicked off the tour because he blew his nose with an Aerosmith t-shirt on stage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As the opener. Um, That's pretty badass. They kicked him off and replaced him with Jackal. Who was that? Um, you may remember them as the band that plays a chainsaw. Okay. <laughs> Interesting choice. I think they have a song called, I want to say it's called Lumberjack or something. Does Aerosmith think they're heavier than they are? I'm sure they do. <laughs> You don't remember that scene's a metalhead. Yeah. Do you not remember that Jackal song with the, with the chainsaw? No. The guy's like literally playing a chainsaw. It's just like, me, 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 Oh my God. No, it sounds terrible. Terrible. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) So this is Aerosmith's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Tenth record at this point. Yeah. Get, Get a grip. Their first record, Aerosmith came out in 1973. Get a, get a grip came out. 20 years later. Yeah. They're just pumping out records along the way. Yeah. But they, they also had a high point in the eighties, if you recall, because there was, <laughs> what's the album that had like love in an elevator and dude looks like a lady. Was it not woke night <laughs> night in the ruts or rock no. in a hard place? Might've been rock in a hard or place. done with mirrors or permanent vacation. <laughs> it was permanent vacation. That or, was, or pump. What year did permanent vacation come out? 87. That had to be, that's probably, where love in an elevator and yeah. dude looks like a lady. Comes so from. get a grip came out in 93. Uh, some, I guess hits. I'm hesitant to say hits, but hits came off that record. And then nine lives came out after that. I remember that. I don't remember that. It was like a cat on the cover, like an illustrated cat. Mm. Their aesthetic is really all, all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, just push play 
2001. 2004, they came out with Honkin' on Bobo. Oof. Honkin' on Bobo. Okay, isn't that a euphemism for a blowjob? Probably. Pretty sure. Again, just gibberish from this band. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, 2012 saw Music from Another Dimension, and that was their last studio record. 2011? 2012. 2012. Yeah. Okay. Are they done? They're on tour right now in Las Vegas. Oh, so oh, they probably have like a residency or something in Vegas. I'm they sure seem they like do. one of those bands. That yeah, would. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> the reason that we're talking about this trilogy of videos is because they the video star uh, won Alicia Silverstone. Yes. Um, so I read a little. Like I said, I read a little bit about this. I had uh, some. I got some trivia. Um, so the guy who directed these videos can't remember his name, but he was the, he was the guy who originally directed, <clears throat> I believe the original Wee's playhouse show. Okay. Or the Wee Herman show. Like, like not, not Wee's playhouse, the Saturday morning show, but like the original, like live cabaret act that like got, okay. t- made Wee famous. Sure. So that's like where he's coming from. Um, and so he moved from strange pick. He moved from that into doing music videos and did like some of their larger hits from the eighties, like love in an elevator and dude looks like a lady. Okay. So he had some history with them and apparently he saw the crush. Do you remember the yes. crush? That was Alicia Silverstone's first uh, feature film. Yeah. Um, that was when, uh, the, so the crush came out when my 12 year old boner was the hardest thing <laughs> on the planet. I, I remember going to Heights Terrace video uh-huh. in Hazleton and like taking the crush up to the counter. Like I am ready dog. I, <laughs> I am fucking hydrated. Fucking thrill me. <laughs> and I am ready to fucking hammer I'm, I'm, on that. I'm, I'm plugging my phone, <laughs> locking my door. It's going to be a night. Yeah. I'm a latchkey kid. I am ready. <laughs> and I got my fucking umbros on. I got easy access. I, and, and I, I remember like the guy giving me like a little like, mm-hmm, okay. And, and it's got that cover with Alicia Silverstone's face and yes. she's like wearing sunglasses and she's got like that downturned mouth. Yeah. That's really like, that's all it is. That's her key asset. Her mouth is just her whole career. Yeah. That little smirk. It's, but it's sort of like at, when it's at rest, it's a little downturn. Yes. And when she talks, it sort of like goes all over the place. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, so I, I, I rented the crush. You know, I don't know if I've seen that movie. I was aware of it. I know exactly what the cover looks like. I, I think I was aware of it after these videos came out. Yeah. You got to see it. <laughs> um, so it's, it's her lusting after Carl Elwes, who's the guy from saw. Uh, that's okay. where I know him from. And also, um, Robin hood men in tights. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's sort of a Lolita mixed with, uh, Oh, maybe I've saw it on HBO or something. It sounds familiar. I'm sure it's been a long time on HBO, yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's sort of like, uh, what's the, what's the Michael Douglas movie where they like, they fucking like boil the rabbit on the stove. Fear. No, <laughs> that's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I should get that for a drop. God damn it. Fuck! Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, so I remember watching that, and apparently the director of these videos saw the crush and was like, we got to get that chick yeah. to do these videos. Yeah. Um, and then Amy Heckerling was, was like working out in her home gym or whatever and watching MTV and saw these videos and she was working on casting clueless oh. and she was like, that's our girl. Yeah, so th- absolutely. these videos like 
fully launched Alicia Silverstone's career into the stratosphere. But after Clueless, that was kind of her peak, right? Didn't she do a movie where she got like kidnapped or something? Yeah, she did, but it sort of flopped. Yeah. And then she wasn't quite like the teen phenom we thought she was going to be. Yeah. And now she's just like... <laughs> she's a vegan. She, she has a cookbook. She's like hanging out with Moby and like... She has a... <laughs> <laughs> she has a TV show called American Girl or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's on like, it's on like one of those looks weird. Like a, it looks like a Lifetime kind cable of cable channels, like UPN or something. <laughs> but she's still working. Is the point? She's still acting. Yeah. yeah. God bless her. Yeah. She was just on the Tonight Show like very recently. Yes. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the, fellow, fellow vegan. The trilogy videos. We're just so, you know we're just trying to make sure everybody understands the context here. Yes. Very. Uh, Big pop cultural splash when these videos arrived. Huge. Splash in many different ways. Oh, yeah. I'll say. Uh, so. So. Would you say that there is a. Overarching plot to three. Mm. I, I don't think there is. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, is there is there is it a true trilogy, as in like a, a progression of ideas yeah. or concept? It's all just her being a rebel in all of them. True, that's all. That's the main theme. A badass babe. Yeah, and they're like, you could you could say they're feminist. <laughs> I say that I say that without confidence, uh, but you could argue they're feminist. I would say that the third video, which is crazy crazy yeah and the best and by far hands the best. hands down the best uh that is when um that is when steven tyler welcomed his illegitimate child into the fold <laughs> live tyler and cast Ugh. and cast her as an amateur stripper in his music video. yes great move thanks dad <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that I we mean, were able to build this relationship worked out we pretty well for everybody um did you know that uh jason previous guest on our podcast slept uh-huh. in her bed i did not know that yeah she wasn't there but <laughs> <laughs> how did that happen um it was like i don't remember the exact situation but he was he used to work for a photographer years ago uh-huh. and they were out of town, like on an assignment somewhere, like working on something. And, uh, the photographer, I believe was friends with her parents. Okay. And I don't know how, like how the, like her high school bed, your yeah, school bed. Yeah. Like, her, like her, her, like in her bedroom at home, that's like, wild at her parents' house. And did he just crank it all night? <laughs> uh, he didn't say that he did, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that's wild. Yeah. I would have, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying not to go on too many wild tangents, but Liv Tyler, yeah, at this era, just unbelievable, so unbelievably attractive, yes, especially to 13 year old Eric. Yes, I mean she's still a beautiful woman, and she's still acting and stuff, right? Like she, she's yeah, got yeah. A career. She was in uh, Leftovers. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so she this was like her her debut when she was in the third Aerosmith video. Yes, uh, and <clears throat> um. I remember around that era, she was in Empire Records, mm-hmm. which to me is sort of like one of the... Yeah, wow, it, I forgot her about her in Empire Records. In Empire Oof. Records, she is so brutally hot. Yeah. And Empire Records itself really spoke to me because it is sort of um, one of the high watermarks of 
a genre that I, uh, it's, it's the genre that, um, sort of deludes losers into thinking that they can friend their yes. way into a hot chick's pants, <laughs> <laughs> which for a very long time was my favorite genre. That was film. every boy's dream. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I watched it very recently and it holds up. It's amusing. It's funny. I, I have to say I was never a fan of that movie. I'm not sure what it was about yeah. it. I found um, the main male lead. Yeah. Very kind of annoying. Yeah. But that's, I don't know. It never, never grabbed me. I feel like it's it's very 90s. Like you got to yes. put yourself in that place. Every character is like sort of idiosyncratic in their own way. Yeah. And <clears throat> and they're, re, you know, they're rebelling against like corporate record stores and they have no idea that that's going to vanish in a few <laughs> few short years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it was like really into the concept of, of the movie and like the idea behind it, but something about it just didn't do it for me, but I would gladly watch it on mute <laughs> and be happy to watch the shit out of it on sure. mute. Um, like listen to like my MXPX or whatever the fuck I was listening to at the time. Right. Yeah. I would recommend if you're ever bored, take it for another spin. Yeah. Because right. it does. It, it's if you want to. If you're in the mood for a nostalgia kick, it's like okay. really good. Okay. Um, I just know she wears a plaid skirt the entire movie. Yeah, and then she takes her top off when she's uh, trying to seduce Rex Manning, the yes. rock star who comes to. The, but it goes poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, so I, I like, she occupied a space in my brain. I feel like absolutely occupied like half my brain, <laughs> like, but, but specifically because she was the romantic interest, like in that type of movie, Yes, you know, like, like that was, uh, <clears throat> you know, like I've said this on the podcast before. I had a a moment of realization a few years ago where I was reading, I was reading an oral history of, of a Mr. T experience album. Mm -hmm. I think it was love is dead. Uh, I don't know. It was whatever their big quote unquote big album was. Um, And the guy who was writing it, the reporter said that he realized that when he was young, he was, uh, addicted to having um, vicarious experiences through like the things that he was a fan of. Okay. Um, so like as like a nerdy 13 year old boy, you're listening to a Mr. T experience song about like a very mature relationship gone wrong. Okay. And you're like, feel that, feel that man. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Or like every pop punk song yeah, yeah. is about like heartbreak in yes. some sense. Yes. And I obsessed over that stuff having never experienced heartbreak in my entire life. Absolutely not. But there's this like, while you're listening to it, you like key into it and you get this, uh, you, you get this kind of like secondhand, like you get to go for the ride. Mm -hmm. And after a while, like on some level you become kind of like addicted might be a strong word, but like as if you're experiencing that emotion, you know? Right. And so you're trying to chase after that feeling, but it becomes kind of like, I'm speaking for myself here. It becomes a little sort of like stunting or crippling. Totally. Totally. Because you're like, you're watching these movies where it's like incredibly handsome dork is in love with incredibly beautiful girl and like makes this plea to her where it's like, I see you like no one else does. (laughs) (laughs) And then they fall in love forever. And you're like, I could be that incredibly handsome dork. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to ride that that that's basically like 500 days of summer too. Yeah. And every movie that, yeah, yeah. you know, reinforces, uh, 
the like sort of toxic notion in nerdy males that they have like uh, an entitlement to uh, women's attention. Absolutely. It's Which like, is listen, some- guys, you can be uh, uncomfortable and awkward and not try very hard and, and just plead yourself into uh, a woman's love. Yeah. You just need to convince them that you see them in a way that others don't. Yes. You see you 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 see that Liv Tyler is beautiful in a way that other people don't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, like I look back on that. I look back on like sort of the way I felt at that age and the way I the things I gravitated toward. Yeah. And now as like as an adult, as a 39-year-old. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. Ah! I I feel like I I don't regret like kind of going down those roads. Yeah. But I I see how silly it is now. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's really hard for me to like fully engage with the nostalgia of it because I'm like this is so cringy but not this thing my relationship to it is cringy yes you know what i mean well like your hormones are so out of control and you're just trying to feel something to make you like connect or feel better or like understand yourself and you feel like an outsider and hey here's a story about an outsider right perfect and if you're living in like a small town vacuum and like your whole experience is basically just you watching tv yeah yeah you can sort of like you just kind of like attach yourself to that narrative and, and you can convince yourself that you're like going along for that ride. Absolutely. What a gross way (laughs) to to exist. I mean, I am sure that it still happens now. It's part of being a teenager, right? Oh, no question. No question. Because you're, you're so primed. Like you said, like your hormones are going crazy. Yeah. You're like so like you're just like sort of crackling with energy, yeah. but there is nowhere to put it like absolutely nowhere. I remember like even having relationships in like high school and college, well truly college and just doing these really dramatic things yeah. just because like you wanted to show some sort of emotion or have a larger response than necessary just totally cringeworthy. Just like, what are we doing right now? Yeah. Let's just talk like people. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like, like, I don't regret any of that stuff because I felt it was so no. authentic. Yeah. Like, like, to me, it, it was, I'm glad that I had the, like, somewhat bizarrely intense emotional connection to the music that I loved and to, like, the movies that I loved and all that stuff. Like that's just sort of part of who I am. Yeah. But when I look back on it with this somewhat cynical hindsight, I, I realize like kind of what I was doing. Totally. And I kind of wish someone would have been like, Hey man, <laughs> why don't we just turn this shit off and go do something? Yeah. <laughs> I remember listening to dashboard confessional and it feeling like important to me. I, I, like, I God. Damn. Yeah, that first Dashboard Confessional album, Ooh. I remember listening to that as a virgin <laughs> <laughs> who had like really never experienced any kind Absolutely of not. like emotional turmoil or like true vulnerability yeah. in any way. Yeah, n- literally had None. never experienced any of that and feeling such intense connection to yeah. it, you know? God damn. <laughs> It's pretty interesting. I had this. I don't know if I feel like talking about it here. Um, I'll share it for offline. But I read a book that I read 
I read a book 10 years ago that was really like really stuck with me. And I remember it feeling like about, and I'm going to save it for later. Okay. Um, so yeah. Um, if people don't like you, if you're being yourself, fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, Bernie Mac. Don't don't worry about you. Know, just speak your truth, Frank. <laughs> Bernie Mac and I want you to speak your no, truth. No, I was reading this book recently um, that I read ten years ago, uh, and the book at the time to me felt like it was about sort of heartbreak and uh, ending of a relationship, which was very true to my experience at the time. Sure, and reading it again now, it's still a crushingly sad book. Um, extremely sad funny very sad but now it reads more like someone isolating themselves from others what is it or do you not want to say it's uh lori moore's anagrams i've heard of it haven't read it oh god damn just real miserable <laughs> a great book <laughs> love the book highly recommend it yeah. i bought it for a friend recently and it made me want to read it again because i think she's an excellent writer uh and i just finished it recently and um, it just made me feel just just that same feeling that you have when you're trying when you're trying to feel something even when you're young and you're listening to like this sort of like overwrought music and you just feel like down yeah and sad and it was like a sort of similar feeling just oh man yeah like I, too true like very lonely very lonely characters yes Ugh. I wish that there um, you know <clears throat> I was sort of like. Uh, on my own, like left to raise myself emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how things worked out for me. Yeah, um, that's why I was so fucking insane and yeah, yeah. Um, intolerable and toxic and horrible. Yeah. But, uh, I do wish that there was like someone around. Um, so, you know, if there are young people listening to this, maybe I can be the voice to them that I wish I had. Yeah. Um, take a step back <clears throat> Ask yourself. That's so hard to do, though, when you're I fucking know, 15. I know. To say, I, like, shake yourself by the shoulders and be like, oh, it's, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, I just, I wish that, like, there was a normal person there to be like, hey, man, <laughs> this stuff's cool. Yeah. It's really cool that you like it. But, like, are you cool? Are you, <laughs> are you, are you, like, feeling this or do you just like it i mean it's kind of ironic we're saying this now about sad music because we listen to a very heavy music now it's just like all screaming yeah and i don't i feel fine with that i also listen to it's a really sad emo all the time too sure and i i am a hundred percent on board with the you know the gratification you get from that like i i understand the appeal of that but i i guess like it was a really kind of like a jarring moment for me to read that article about um, the the whole like uh, experiencing something vicariously yeah. through the things that you are a fan of, because like I have always been such a huge fan of the most like morose, like overwrought, totally. like like, and it's because. I wasn't experiencing like emotional ups and downs in my life. Right. I mean, you were, but probably things you weren't like tuned into. Right. Like I remember loving Rushmore as a kid. The movie Rushmore. Yeah. It's a great movie. Great movie. Yes. But it's like about a sad, tragic kid. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that like I would, I would say like captures that thing. Like, um, 
a perfect a perfect movie for this even though like it came out when i was too old to like really like nosedive into uh, a weird obsession with it is adventureland Mm -hmm. where it's like nerdy guy sort of like falls in love with the hot girl and like you know it kind of works kind of doesn't but like it's this like deeply emotional like upsetting yeah place to be like when i was in high school i would watch that and i if it had come out in high school i would have been like that's me <laughs> do you feel like your early relationships like your first serious girlfriend or whatever do you think those relationships had actual emotional depth or you were you sort of like playing through those ideas like playing through those emotion, emotions, because I'm sure you reacted strongly in some, <laughs> yeah, in some yeah. of those, yeah, in some of those moments. And oh God! And like that reaction could have been because you just wanted to feel accepted by someone. The idea of rejection was extremely harsh, and like you know, sort of exposing yourself in small ways was really difficult. But like, do you think it had true vulnerability there? No. Uh, it's funny. I, I think about that. Uh, cause I, I do think that I have, uh, uh, somebody suggested that every time I mention my wife, I should have a drop for that. Um, <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll yeah. find something appropriate. But, uh, I do think that like my relationship with my wife is the most vulnerable I've ever been with. Of course. Someone that I'm in a relationship that, with. I'm glad to hear that. I'm right. glad your wife is that person. Is like, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, what I'm I know saying I'm number is like, two, I, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is that like that level, I can, I can recognize like looking back that that level of vulnerability was something that I was not capable of. And absolutely. Not. Uh, it, yeah, I don't know how deep I want to go on this, but yeah. like I think back to past relationships and I was almost trying to play a character exactly as opposed to just being like, yo, this is what. Yeah. My deal is. Or you just have so many emotions, you have no handle over them, too. It's right. probably a little bit of both. You're definitely like acting out ideas that you have in your mind about what relationships are and how to, how to behave in them. Mm -hmm. And you're also just so overwhelmed with how you feel. Yeah. We need, we need to talk to boys about their emotions more often. That, I mean, is, that, that is more like funny and true. Yes. <laughs> I was being like a little flip about that, but yeah. like it's definitely true. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was just, re I just read an article about how like, uh, teenage boys feel like disconnected from their emotions or yeah. something. Is it Peggy know? Ornstein? Did she write I, it? I don't know. Yeah. It was going around the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like dudes need help. <laughs> <laughs> like, like for real. Well, you know, I think that if I, it's the same thing you're referring to, it's how like young men don't know how to talk about their emotions in regards to sexual experiences and like yeah. what they want and what they, what is what women want and how to engage with women. And it was a pretty interesting article. Like, cause you know, porn is ever present now as, I mean, it was then for us too, but now it's just like busting out of the seams of every experience you have online. Um, and there's a lot of like acting through things you see and, whether or not someone actually wants that, whether or not you want that or yeah. she wants that. And there's not enough, um, like 
openness to ask a woman how she feels or what she wants or what makes her feel good because that's that's the hard part right that's right. The, that's the truly difficult part not like the the getting laid part right and so i think um there has to be some way of like getting just ye- the young people in general comfortable with like talking about how they feel in those moments or th- people now I mean, we're straying a bit from the Aerosmith trilogy, um, but I do, I do frequently think about how terrifying the world is. So, like, um, like I, I look at porn all the time. Yeah, um, and I know I'm a 39 year old man who has like lived through like the growth of the modern internet. Yeah, I remember when porn was just like magazines that you you bartered for totally with in junior high. It was just like a picture of a woman without a top on looking enthusiastic. Yeah. And now I, anytime I go to look at porn, I wade into the most <clears throat> unbelievable hellscape totally. of like human vice yeah. that you can imagine. Yeah. And like, it's, it's basically like, it, it's like a, a dare off. Yeah. Yeah. That's and like, I'm, that's modern porn. Imagine, imagine like, having the brain that you had when you were in middle school and like seeing a playboy for the first time or whatever, but this is what you're seeing. Like, totally. Uh, like your brain is so malleable. It's not even done being formed for like another 10 years yeah. or something. Holy shit. And all of a sudden you're looking, looking at a guy fucking a horse and you're like, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's how I feel, fucking but... pissing on everybody. <laughs> everybody's spitting on everything. Yeah. Why is fuck? everybody spitting? <laughs> There's a, uh, I love big J Ogerson. He's one of my favorite comedians. Okay. Uh, anybody who listens to this show should listen to big J. He's great. There's, I think he has four albums on Spotify, but he has a joke. He's approximately our age. Yeah. And he has a joke about like, he remembers when he was younger, <clears throat> it was like, you could, you know, you'd beat off to like a, a, like, like a bra ad. In, yeah, you know, totally. And you'd be like, "Oh shit!" Yes. He was like, and he was talking about sort of the deve- like the de- the de- like increasing stakes of yeah. pornography. Yeah. And he's like, "I remember the first time I saw a video and somebody peed on somebody, and I was like, what the fuck?'" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Now when I when I look at a video, I'm like, where the fuck's the piss? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?" Yeah. And there's this like ever increasing you know stakes, totally. and like I think about. Uh, a kid who has a blank slate and is just trying to like understand how shit works. And you see that? Holy fuck. I remember getting the mail at my parents' house in like middle school or high school, probably middle school. And my sister would get the Delia's ad, the Delia's catalog. I just be like, Oh my God. (laughs) I would just be like red faced and sweating as long as it was out. (laughs) Out in public view in my parents' house, like, oh boy! Hey, did my Delia's catalog hey, come in? Someone no. needs someone needs no. to get rid of this. Oh god! Oh and, boy! Yeah, totally. And I, it's like girls in bootcut jeans. Yeah, it's it's all it's all girls in bootcut jeans, and they all have like Lisa Loeb glasses. Yeah, and and like you know, sort of like Bob haircuts. Yeah, I'm like totally overwhelmed. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I I was friends with a girl who lived across the street from me. Um, kind of had the hots for her. She was great. Yeah. Uh, um, she's <laughs> she, a hell of a gal. Yeah. Still in contact with her. She's she's great. She's everybody's doing great. <laughs> uh, but I remember hanging out at her house and she got the Delia's catalog yeah. and I was looking through it and I was just like, Lord have mercy. Oh my <laughs> God. And she was like, what are you talking about? This like, is a 
fucking catalog full of nerds. <laughs> You're looking at a picture with a girl with a sweater on. Like what? You're like, are you done with this? <laughs> Can I take this home? I could love this model <laughs> more than she realizes she knows she seriously deserves to be loved. <laughs> I would clean her glasses for her every day. Oh, my God. I'd iron her boot cut jeans <laughs> whenever she wants. When you're that age, you're just like, you're just, you're just like, you have, it's like you got these, these like feelers out in every direction and you're just dying to like yes. attach them to Oh, something. my God. Yes. Um, so for me, the Aerosmith trilogy videos <laughs> hit at, I remember, okay, so c- crying, amazing, crazy. Yes. Crying is the one that Alicia Silverstone is. Uh, she she dumps her boyfriend, played by Stephen Dorff. Mm-hmm. It's her debut. It's sort of like set, it's like a desert setting. They're in like New Mexico or something. Yeah, I mean they're probably like ten minutes from downtown LA. Yeah, like, <laughs> somewhere you could film for free. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so they're like she's got this boyfriend and he's abusive and she leaves him and the whole was he abusive? He cheats on her. He cheats on her. Yeah. He treats her like garbage. Sure, sure. Treats her. Yeah. Uh, she has a. They have matching tattoos, which she gets covered up with a hideous tattoo, weird like mermaid tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I have this little tattoo. Instead of getting it uh, lasered, I'm gonna get a giant tattoo of Neptune on my <laughs> chest. <laughs> That's a cover up, folks. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So uh, the whole arc, like, the, so the plot, the arc of the whole thing is, uh, she, um steals his car she threatens suicide mm-hmm. and without anyone him gets or, her belly button pierced too gets her belly button pierced you know because she's re- re- rebelling. rebelling yeah, yeah. Um, stop rebelling rebelling against steven dorf yeah uh she, and, and the patriarchy and the patriarchy yeah yeah represented by steven dorf yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> represented by a, a cool looking guy with sunglasses yeah. and a backwards trucker hat i'll tell you what man in the 90s steven dorf you couldn't get much cooler than that. Oh yeah. The I only the, you can only go one degree cooler than Stephen Dorff. That was Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, it's because true. Stephen Dorff is just bottom shelf Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Everybody knows that. I you know. I'm sure I had the thought watching that video, thinking I'd be that guy. It'd be cool to be that guy. Not treat her poorly, but like he looks cool and he's uh, attractive. Oh, I felt like I would be the anti Dorff. I would be the guy who she wouldn't have to leave. You know. I would, I in would a never, perfect world. I yes. would never cheat on her. <laughs> Listen, I'm but married. She would never date you then. I'm married, but there are certain situations where I have carte blanche to take certain actions. Is 16 year old Alicia Silverstone one of them? Alicia Silverstone, if you are listening, <laughs> I will not cheat be. on you. She might be. I will not even cheat on you with my own wife. <laughs> so just uh, Eric at frankanderic.com, shoot me an email. We'll work it out. Uh, no, so. Um, so the arc is that uh, at, she uh, steals his car. She covers up her tattoo, gets her belly button pierced. She sort of it's it's her emancipation from his tyrannical rule. Yes. And at the end, she threatens suicide on an overpass. <clears throat> well, and, sort of uh, fakes suicide. Yeah. And he seemed pretty chill about it, watching her die. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, he's like, oh no. Yeah. Did he oh, even no, take his sunglasses off? He's like, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. And and. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, Alicia, sixteen-year-old Alicia Silverstone, has uh, access to stuntman rigging so, <laughs> because she's actually uh, sort of tied in with not a bungee cord, but no. like a, you know, like a stuntman kind of thing that like stops her gently. Yes, 
and then she flips him off when he looks over and yeah and and then she's basically stuck hanging dangling from the bridge yeah yeah and then and then steven dorf and the lapd say false alarm boys let's head <laughs> let's head home <laughs> you got us um the second video which was the video that made 13 year old eric think i gotta get a fucking computer now <laughs> now mm-hmm. um is uh it the theme is VR. Yes, it is during the first wave of what I would call the first wave of like VR obsession or representation in pop culture. It's sort of like the Lawnmower Man era of VR. Yes, um, like where it's what was that like fighting game that Vir- was Virtua Fighter. Yes, yes, like that aesthetic, very blocky, awkward. I remember going to Six Flags where mm-hmm. you worked. Six Flags, great adventure. Yeah. Um, right around that time and mm. they had a vr arcade yeah do you remember right. that yeah kind of it was like a standalone thing like you're walking down like you know one of those paths and there's like stuff on the left stuff on the right and yeah. there would be things in the middle <clears throat> and it was it was like this freestanding thing in the middle and you would go in and like put the goggles on i don't even think you could do anything you just walked around you just sort of like walked around and things were happening yeah. but it was all very it was that like polygon look yes um of this video uh-huh um so anyway uh, the first video is uh, the rebellion of Alicia Silverstone. This video is uh, a, a nerd, a computer nerd. Sure. Played by Jason London or Jeremy London. Still a very attractive guy. Yeah. Seems kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and he... He's uh, not the nerd that you looked like. He's not wearing like basketball shorts and yeah. like a sloppy t-shirt. Yeah. He doesn't uh, look like Bruce Valanche wearing a kilt or anything. He's like, <laughs> he's like what he's like the kind of geek that like hot people say they are. Yes, exactly. You know, like so they he, own a computer. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically creates a world somehow via VR where he creates Alicia Silverstone and they have sex on a motorcycle. Well, he hastily creates this virtual reality world uh, after watching Aerosmith on his computer. Right. Yes, of course. And he's like, I got to get cranking on this. <laughs> Puts on his power glove, takes yes. this little like earring thing that they don't show you what he attaches it to. Yeah. But piercing is sure. You know, has the world's first VR headset on his head. Yeah. Weighs like 60 pounds probably. Yeah. And so what he does is while Aerosmith is playing, he dry humps Alicia Silverstone on a speeding (laughs) motorcycle. And I'll tell you what. (laughs) He dry humped, we dry humped. Am I right? Talk about virtual reality. Yeah. (laughs) Woof. Um, So that happened. and, um, And then at the end, he removes his virtual reality headset only to realize that he is a character in a virtual world because Alicia Silverstone removes her virtual reality headset. Got him. Yeah. Fuck the patriarchy. Inception. Boom. <laughs> Got you. I uh, wish I had the Inception sound. God damn it. <laughs> uh, it. Yeah. So he basically, he has his whole adventure. Uh, there's, there's sky surfing in the video, which is a very like 90s extreme sport thing. Yeah. Is that even a sport? Um, you're just, you're basically uh, skydiving with a, with a snowboard. snowboard. Yeah. It's not really a thing. You don't need sky surf. You're still plummeting through the sky. Like, yeah. Is anyone sky surfing in 2020? Probably. Somewhere, right? <laughs> it's like one guy. Probably. And he's like, check it out. Sky surfing. It's coming back. Yeah. Um, so they sky surf and, uh, that's his choice of, uh, adventure basically sky surfing. Yeah. For whatever reason. So and they dry hump on the motorcycle. Uh-huh. Motorcycle runs out of gas. 
Because, you know, you can create sky serving, but you can't find gas. Yeah. So then they have to hitchhike and Alicia Silverstone like pulls up her skirt and shows her thigh a little bit. And then um, <clears throat> like a Red Baron style <laughs> uh, biplane rolls down the highway and picks them up. Uh-huh. And that and they sky surf off that. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so then he, he he then prints out her face. Doesn't have a color printer for some reason. Just a black and white. It's 90s, man. <laughs> color printers are expensive. <laughs> like a black and white shitty printout. Yeah. He can he can create virtual worlds, <laughs> but he still but like, doesn't have a color printer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> tearing the tearing the the like little like perforated sides. <laughs> yeah, clips it to his uh, clothesline, and then just I guess cranks it to a black and white printout of Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, and there's face. like a bunch of headshots. Yeah, which means he's just like hanging out at his computer, just like cranking it to all these it has like a weird sound to the lambs vibe to it yeah. at the end uh, like all of his victims but, but but then it's revealed that that's alicia silverstone's virtual world uh-huh what's up with that so that she just wants to be envied i guess she's a real like cruel god character <laughs> yeah that's weird yeah it's kind of twisted <clears throat> yeah if i was going to create a virtual <laughs> world i would create a pervert who's obsessed with me <laughs> right um there's obviously there's also a cum joke or a cum uh reference in that video did you notice that when he spills the soda on his keyboard oh yeah yeah there's your there's your cum reference normally i am skeptical of your that is spot on that is definitely a cum reference what is 100 percent a cum reference <laughs> Were you excited? It's like, yes, yes, got him. <laughs> Added it to your website <laughs> where you track cum references. Yes, cum references in culture. Uh, so that's that's the second video, and then the third Seriously. video, which is the masterpiece. What is that, by the way? Oh, uh, that Eric is our, has like a. I'm guessing it's a speaker that looks like a flashlight. It's a Stargate. Okay, it's a, that allows you to travel to any time. Any place. Cool. No, it's a... Uh, and you have to put your dick in it to activate it? Yeah. No, it's a, it's a sun lamp. Okay. Um, it it uh, mimics the sunrise Got at, it. at a certain time. They need to put a hole in it? I don't understand why there's a hole there. I really don't. I, it, All right. Yeah, it does look weird. That's cool. It looks like one of those things that you like put a, put like a coin in and it goes like... Yeah. And around yeah, and around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't buy it. <laughs> um, so what were you saying? We're at the masterpiece now. We're yes. at the third, oh my God. the third entry of the trilogy. Well, I would say one of the best videos of the nineties. Crazy. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Sure. Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy was a good one. Um, that's about it. This Jeremy. I don't know. I can't think of anything. Else. Yeah. What's like another like a Missy Elliott video. You know what was a good? You know what I remember being a good Aerosmith video. J- Janie's got a gun. Don't remember that. You don't remember that one? No. Janie's got a. I, I know the song, but uh, <laughs> but it's like you know this girl like like, <clears throat> like kills her dad or something. Yeah, I don't know. She's got a gun. That was like the t- ticket to fame. <laughs> does have a have a video about or have a song about like a teenager killing people? Yeah. Well, the we just watched these videos and they do really like check all the boxes for like 90s things yeah there's a condom oh no that's from the other video living on the edge living on the edge which that's was like the, a, we'll talk about that later yeah, yeah 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 um but but aerosmith was really trying to engage with the 90s youth yes. clearly yes clearly so crazy oh we should say all of these songs are exactly the same 
They are the same song. Exactly the same. There's two two to three minutes of song, verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Yeah. And then two to four minutes of guitar solo. Yeah. And that they're all basically the same tempo. Yep. Uh, same vibe. Sort of like a rock ballad, sort of. Yeah. Same. Not, full, not full ballad. Doesn't rock very much. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Same, um, same like chorus structure. Yes. So it's like... I was crying. It's amazing. Yeah. Crazy. It's, crazy. <laughs> it's just there. Uh, oh there's gosh. some scatting. Um, yes, Stephen Tyler Dubop kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. So crazy. Okay, so super hot video. In every other video, there's like them play acting, rocking in a weird location. Yes, which is not erotic, not interesting. Yeah, there's an abandoned farmhouse. Yes, in in crying. Yeah, in amazing. It's uh, it's that's the one with the Jamiroquai esque. um, Yeah, it's sort of like rooms with severe angles. It's kind of like the B set to. Michael Jackson's scream video. Yeah. There's uh, <clears throat> like opposing treadmills. No, that's living on the edge. Is it? Yeah. Uh, this one is just like sort of like a, almost like a tunnel, a hallway in a spaceship. Oh yeah. It looks yeah. like the entrance to, um, if you've been to Disney world in uh recent past, it looks like the entrance to, um, the, uh, the avatar ride. Right. Right. Yeah, they're basically just trashing the entrance to the avatar. <laughs> so, like, papers are flying around for yeah. some reason. They're maybe in space. It's kind of futuristic. Yeah. Uncertain what's happening. Hard like, to say. They're on their way to their futuristic, like, attorney's office, and their papers blew around. There was a windstorm, and now yeah. they're rocking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, crazy. The, the best part about crazy is, one, it's just live performances of Aerosmith, Paired with super hot performances of Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler, but the most Steven Tyler's daughter. Yes, the most troubling part about <laughs> this video, it's extremely erotic. It's the kind of video where like they should have had a warning when it came on for your parents to leave the room because yeah. you're going to get a boner. Yeah, like your son will be erect in less than thirty seconds. Yeah, please leave the room. Go make a meatloaf. Go to something else. Um, yeah, if you're if uh, attention thirteen year olds, if you're laying on your back on the living room floor <laughs> watching this, you're probably going to want to roll over. <laughs> um, so, but also the, the the worst part about it is that not the worst part, but the confusing part is there's very erotic scenes of Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler doing stuff like yeah, uh, shaking their fanny while pumping gas. As one does. Intercut with the 55-year-old men of Aerosmith, like, doing slow motion kicks. And yes, like mimicking the same motions yeah. that these very attractive young women are doing. Yes. What are we to think of that? And then finally... How do we feel about this but, as but, we're fully aroused? But it builds to a moment <clears throat> where Liv Tyler becomes her father. Yes. And she's singing, spitting her gum out, doing the whole Steven Tyler thing. And you're sitting there... Ready to crank. And you're like, who, who, yeah. what, uh, is he coming back or yeah, what? Like, <laughs> what's, why did this, why do they keep cutting back and forth? Yeah. This is the hot part. Yeah. I told you that that was when I realized that was a pansexual. Exactly. It, it was, I didn't find any of it threatening. <laughs> I found all of it incredibly She's erotic. Like, now this is what I'm into. Yeah. I am into these things. Yeah. Like I can, <laughs> I, at 13 years old, I was able to crank it 
equally to Liv Tyler, Alicia Silverstone, and the bass player from Aerosmith wearing a Kangol hat. <laughs> a 50-year-old groovy dude. So it made all your dad's friends' experiences very uncomfortable. Seriously, how uncool is everybody in the band? It's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, uh, my dad's friend plays bass. That's very confusing. Uh, yeah. Um, so again, great video, but, um, so there's a number of scenes. They're sort of like, they skip school and then are on this like rebelling tour. Oh yeah. Cause across the country, Alicia Silverstone slips out the window yeah. and her, her schoolgirl skirt gets caught on the, on the, uh, the window. Yeah. And so you see her bloomers. Why don't we have the boing sound effect anymore? That's well, I, I, re- I retired it. Do you have anything to place? I got to get a new, it? I got to get a new boner sound. Yeah. Do you have anything like similar to it or what? I think I thought to show arousal. I thought that DLR would be able to. Oh God, no! That's too. It's too real. Almost. I thought. Listen, I was I was pressed for time and didn't have. Uh, I don't have new drops. That's uh, like an angry dude jerking off in a closet. Like <laughs> that was me at thirteen, looking at the bass player from Aerosmith. That's, <laughs> that's me with the Delia's catalog for thirty seconds. And he's like. <laughs> Yowza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, <clears throat> so the moment where Liv Tyler becomes Steven Tyler is, is, is a confusing moment. Yeah. Because you're watching two separate threads in this whole video, and suddenly they're the same. Yes. It's like, am I bisexual? <laughs> <laughs> That's not the question that came to mind. <laughs> I was just sort of like, this is sloppy storytelling. Oh, that's you. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then, uh, then uh, she, after she, she, uh, sort of like merges with her father in this, uh, Cronenbergian body horror <laughs> way, uh, they are then separated and she returns back to her timeline yes. with Alicia Silverstone Thank God. and, uh, they, they pick up some hick farm boy who's like a, a model. Yeah. A super hot mo- yeah, guy who happens to run a tractor. Yeah. He's, he's, Something tells me the guys that drive tractors don't like that, like that kid, but hey. Yeah, he's just out on the tractor doing crunches in the hot sun every day because he is shredded. Yeah. Uh, so they pick him up, and and he's I, they go swimming in a hole. In a, yeah, in a, in a pond a, they a find. pond with him. Yeah. And, uh, and then they kick him out of the car, and he's naked, and then he jumps Basically, in. Yeah, pushes his cock in their face. Jumps basically. in dong first right at, right at Liv Tyler. Like, Here I come. <laughs> And you're like, yay. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't until I watched that just moments ago that I realized I want to do that someday. Do what? Jump dong first into a, into, into a 90s. Car full of babes? A 90s Mustang convertible driven by babes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I, sure. Add it to the bucket list. Add it, it'll be maybe for my 40th birthday. Yeah. I want you to run out of a pond. <laughs> Naked. And yeah. just, just, yeah, jump into a car full of ladies. If you ever have a terminal illness, that'll be your wish. Yeah, that'll be your Make a Wish Foundation. My Make a Wish will be to get Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone to recreate that. With Them me. now, yeah. yeah. And you're like hustling down the road, <laughs> barefoot, like really, really trying to catch oh up God. to this oh, girl. Fuck! Holy shit! <laughs> this fucking.
fucking mess. Oh, got his shoes. Goddamn. What the fuck? You should have worn aqua socks in that pond. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and you're like slimy and wet. Yeah, yeah. And they're fully clothed. Coming like, in, Liv. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh. Hey, settle hey, it in here. Hey, you're me. heavy. <laughs> you're very heavy. I can't drive. Hey, my friend Jason slept in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they're cool with that for some reason. Yeah. They're cool with that whole setup. But then he's caught picking his nose because he's a human. Yeah. And then gets the boot. Well, I think that that was to uh, undercut any notion that you may have had that, like, uh, this man <laughs> had had worked his way back True. into their graces. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, that was like, oh, even though he's a good time, he's still just a lunkhead. Still fuck the patriarchy. Yeah. Fuck men. <laughs> We don't need them. Yeah, that's not the vibe I got at the time, but I, I see clearly now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I was feeling at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so that's our review of the Aerosmith trilogy <laughs> with Alicia Silverstone. Uh, no, she went on to do Clueless, which was another, like, similar. My sister loved it. I was happy to watch whenever she wanted to. Yeah. Did you like it, the movie? It's funny. It's good. Yeah. It has some good moments. Brittany Murphy's in it. It's... it's uh. I feel like it's, you know, it, it nails that time. Yes. Like it's, 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 it's like Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd is still the same age that he was. Yeah. It in, looks great still. Um, it's a good movie. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, I had a band in high school called, uh, what were we called? Dog something. Dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is my dad's idea. My dad named the band Dog oh, Meat. Okay. So he went by Dog Meat. And uh, I was a singer in Dog Meat. And uh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, yikes. Yes. <laughs> and we, we had like a couple practices that we recorded. And my sister taped over the Dog Meat sessions for Clueless. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> we could have had that. I know. Um, <laughs> do you remember Do you remember Clueless, the series? No. Uh, so... I remember, I think this was when, when was that on? It was like right around the millennium. Like it was right around the year 2000. Yeah. And I think I used to get up really early. So there was this period of time where I had to be at, like I, I, I went to community college in the year 2000. Yeah. And I had to be at class like pretty early, like 8 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. And I lived 40 miles away from campus. Sure. A pre nine eleven area. Pre nine eleven. Yeah. Very different time. Yeah. <laughs> I think if there's anything you should learn from this podcast, it's that <laughs> there are two worlds. Yeah. Um, and they were uh forever fractured by nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um the first one was an age of innocence. <laughs> and the second one is the hellscape is we now. live in now. Yes. Um but so <clears throat> in the year two thousand I was going to community college and uh there was I don't know if they still do this, but they would like when a new TV show would premiere, would come on, whatever. And it kind of wasn't doing well. They would mm-hmm. put it on really early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Like at 5 a.m. Sure. So I would get up at like 5 a.m., have coffee and kind of get ready for school. And then I'd head out the door and, you know, it'd take me like an yeah. hour to get to school. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> every morning for that entire first semester, I watched Clueless the series mm. because it was no one was watching it and they put it on at 5 a.m. It's the same reason I have seen every episode of What's Happening Now. What's Happening Now? The reboot of What's Happening. <laughs> like they're a little bit older. It's called What's Happening Now. 
like what's happening like from the eighties. Yeah. Like they, re- with, they rebooted it in the nineties. Like with rerun. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. With all the same people. Yeah, I think so. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Sleeper hit. What's happening now? <laughs> I can't, I did not know. You just blew my mind. Yeah. I did not know that existed. Yep. Um, uh, clueless. The series starred. Did you, did you watch peep show? I, I saw a few episodes. Yeah. Um, in the later episodes of peep show, there is uh, an American woman that Jeremy falls in love with. Uh-huh. I can't remember her name on the show, but uh, that's the same actress who plays Cher on uh, Clueless, the series. Ah, okay. And I realized that no one needs to know this or cares about it. <laughs> but that's been occupying space in my brain. There you go. So now you have to deal with it. Now, now you know it. <laughs> um, so we should say that uh, we watched Living on the Edge. Yes. Which Oof. is not a part of the trilogy. No. It does not contribute to the story arc of Alicia Silverstone or Liv Tyler. I would say worth watching, though. Definitely. I mean, it's Eric's Halloween uh, costume inspiration for yeah, 2020. I, th- I think I got uh, I got Halloween costume inspiration <laughs> for the next five years from that <laughs> from that video. The opening scene um, uh, is Steven Tyler. A lot of things don't make any sense in, yeah. in this uh, video. I guess they're all supposed to be edgy. Maybe that's the idea. It's edgy. Yeah, it's edgy. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> um, but the opening scene is Steven Tyler nude. Yes. Painted half black. Yeah. Half his body's painted black. There's like a little gold line down the middle of his like body. A, like a zipper or something. Almost. Yeah. And uh, he's holding his genitals in his hand. Mm-hmm. So that's Eric's costume for 2020. Yeah, that's uh, 2020. (laughs) Hey, is this the costume party? (laughs) Does anybody know who I am? (laughs) Hey, can you pour me a drink? I'm kind of, I have my hands full over here. Um, I would say that the sort of like costume treatment of that video is on par with like a Bjork video. Sure. Like it's weird. I think it discredits Bjork a little bit. Really? Yeah. You don't think that you don't think that Aerosmith is on Bjork's level? No. No, I don't. Okay. How many times do you hear Bjork when you turn on the radio? I mean, not often, but I think she has a higher artistic standard than Aerosmith. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yes. How many four minute yes. guitar solos has she played? Probably a bunch. <laughs> anyway. Um agree to disagree. Yeah. Um in Living on the Edge, where the story is Eddie Furlong is a jerk and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. They they uh sort of tease the idea that he might do a school shooting, but then he gives a guy a sandwich and they crash a car. I don't know. Also it's, teases the idea that he might have unprotected sex. Oh yeah, because he gets a condom because it's the nineties. Yeah. And then he tosses He's it. like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this dad. I'm not wearing a fucking rubber, you dick. <laughs> okay. Real weird. Um, and of course, as a 12 year old, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah tell him, tell him. Um, but, but the costumes, <laughs> like what, what kind of message is that for kids? Like, yeah, fuck, fuck, uh, condoms, fuck safe sex. Just, just give it to him raw. Like what? Yeah. I don't know what, um, I'm reckless. I think maybe if I, I'm going to try to be charitable to Aerosmith here, I think that maybe the idea in that scene was that um, that's not at that like handing him a condom did not at all apply to his problems. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like a bullied kid who's sort of lost and angry, and his dad's like, you need a condom. And he's like, like fuck you, dad. I don't need a condom. <laughs> no no chicks talk to me. <laughs> Seriously. I'm fucking stealing cars and yeah. fucking crashing them with I'll a guy so- I almost shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> we enjoyed a turkey sandwich together, but I'm basically a nineties incel. Yeah. So fucking save your condom, dude. Um, I'll just throw it on the pile of the other condoms in the rose bushes. Uh, but yeah. So in addition to that weird story, uh, Steven Tyler is in, uh, sort of like an increasingly weird makeup or costume thing. Yeah. A series of looks. And there's a little green ghoul who, who, who uh, at the beginning climbs out of Steven Tyler's chest yeah. and then throughout the video climbs out of a sewer pipe yeah. at the bottom of the screen. Which I don't know what that means. Yeah. While the band. Maybe will, a commentary on uh, pollution. Yeah. There's a li- little green ghoul and he climbs out of a sewer pipe while the band rocks out on the set of rent. Yeah. That's basically, that's basically the setup. I hope that's how it's described. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking accurate. I feel yeah. like if you know any of, if you know what the, like the, the, the setting of rent looks like, mm-hmm. you know what this video looks like. It's like, all right, Joe Perry's cousin, Randy is going to dress up like a green ghoul and we're going to have him crawl through this fake gutter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I feel that. Yeah, I guess like uh, if you can't picture what rent looks like, picture the rooftop where Raphael has to fight like a whole <laughs> bunch of guys from the Foot Clan in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yep. It's kind of like that. Pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but way like way brighter lights. Yeah. Yeah. And a green ghoul <laughs> who comes out whenever like it's like the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like the dancer in Mighty Mighty Bostones. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll tell you what, man. Uh, this was a real deep nostalgia trip for me. Yeah. I remember liking this song as a kid when I was like 11. I was like, this is cool. I think of, there's some rocking parts to it of the four songs that <clears throat> we're talking about. Yeah. I think that living on the edge was my favorite because yes. it's got like a sitar thing happening and it's kind of mm. like it's drony, you know, yeah. it feels like a little bit more substantial than right. maybe they tried a little bit harder. The other like karaoke ballads. that <laughs> I just can't. Oh, okay. So here's, here's something that I wanted to say before. And I I forgot about. Um, so I mentioned that like, this is essentially Aerosmith's third act, right? Yes. Yeah. There's the seventies, the eighties, and now we're talking late mid nineties, right? 93, 94. These guys are easily in their fifties, if not older. Yes. Fifties probably. Right. Cause Steven Tyler's like still on like a game show or something. They're Really? Yeah, he's like he's on like one of those America's Got like, Talent kind of things. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he or, or here he was. So, sure. but he's still like around. He's alive. Um, is there? Can you think of anything? So, like, you're you and I were thirteen, twelve, thirteen years old yeah. when this came out, and and that was like a like Aerosmith was being marketed to us as a relevant band. Yes. Can you think of? a band today in 2020, maybe we're not plugged into pop culture enough. Someone or, tells me we're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like an old band that would try to like, yeah, like come I, back. I guess I'm looking at these nerds, like the guys in Aerosmith 
the like the fucking bass player with the Kangol hat looks yeah, like yeah. he should be out playing golf and retired. <laughs> yeah. And he's playing the bass in these songs. And like at 13 years old, I'm supposed to be like, he's cool. He's a, <laughs> he's a rock star. That guy's wearing a vest and no shirt underneath. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. He's a total rock star. <laughs> um, well, there's no relevant rock music anymore. That's true. So it's kind of hard to compare it to now. But I'm trying to think of an old artist that still that had a comeback. No idea. I, I can't think of anybody no who's idea. had a comeback like that. I guess the only thing that I can think of would be like Green Day. Robin. Robin was, is older. She had a comeback. She had a comeback. She yeah. had a comeback. Yeah. But Green Day has had at least kind of like two sure peaks of their kind of career arc right yeah did you do you listen to that new green day song absolutely not i, I posted it in our chat i didn't listen to it it is so unbelievably bad <laughs> i never i was never a big green day guy to begin with i was a big fan of the first three albums yeah dookie's good i guess but yeah, yeah. dookie came out and i was like i love this i i did the homework and got the previous two albums yeah. loved them mm-hmm and then everything after that I didn't pay attention to, but I, it came up in my YouTube recommendations. You know, it was like a new Green Day song, and it, and and I guess like the theme of the video is them telling everybody to put their phones down. Oh boy! And they were like, Green Day wants you to put your phone down. They're, and I, they're basically your dad. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, yeah. So that is just <clears throat> such intensely dorky bullshit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so back to uh, living on the edge. Um, so one of the many costumes. So initially, it's like the half naked ghoul set up yeah we'll look one yeah look two is sort of a glam alice cooper oh yeah it's like um like imagine sequins. yeah imagine like the alice cooper eye makeup like that shape yeah. but the eye makeup is made of like glass like or a mirror yeah like like a, a mirrored mosaic and he's smoking one of those like lawn cigarettes yeah like like salvador doll <laughs> yes what that is no fucking idea what that means yeah and i cannot wait for halloween 2021 when i wear that outfit Look three is uh, Steven Tyler with braids on like a poor man's Jamiroquai set. Yes. You can literally see the treadmill on the floor. Yes. What? <laughs> um, what was that? Am I going to have to bring a treadmill with me to Charlene's <laughs> for the. <laughs> yes. Wait, which one is he wearing the full body like spandex suit? Is that the one where he has the. That's the, the sequin. The sequin. Alice Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Or mirror Alice Cooper. And then there's one where he's wearing like a pheasant on his head and yeah. it like covers half of his face. No fucking idea. And, but, and, and he's looking into the camera through a mirror. Yeah. And he's kind of like has almost like a henna tattoo style design on his face. Yeah. So I'm going to have that and I'm going to carry a mirror <laughs> with me. And I'm going to have to like, I'm going to walk up to the bartender and only look at him in the mirror. <laughs> do you know who I am? Hey, could I get an IPA? <laughs> <laughs> do, also, do you know who I am? Um, is, that the, is that the last look? The pheasant head thing? Other than the green ghoul. That's the yeah, only. Yeah. Yeah. Very that's, confusing. That's four years of Halloween costumes right there. <laughs> I'm going to make like a giant cardboard sewer pipe to pop out of when I'm. Are you going to change? Oh, every year is different. Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. No. I got a great one. Uh, so I, I'll be nude and I'll do the half, half like matte black thing uh-huh. with the like zipper thing down the middle. You paint yourself like green. Why ghoul. can't it be Maya? <clears throat> She's not a ghoul. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm a ghoul. That's you're, fine. You're a ghoul. You will be the green ghoul and I'll carry you under my arm. That's funny. You know what I mean? And you can be like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me. His body's painted black. You had no idea. <laughs> Um, so 
So I hope that everybody listening to this uh, <laughs> at least watches the trilogy videos. But yes. like, feel free to step outside the trilogy and watch Living on the Edge too. Really, uh, some substantial '90s nostalgia uh, really brings you back to some significant videos, truly, of that era. Definitely, uh, garbage songs, terrible music, but real some fine Alicia Silverstone acting and art and arousal. Still the, totally arousing. Still totally hot. I mean, the songs are so bad. Yes, they're like they they're like those. It just sounds like a written by committee song. Like, Absolutely, like, like the most boring lyrics. Yeah, the most like tired chord progressions, and the the solos are just like <laughs> for four minutes. <laughs> He's wailing, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, get, take them for a spin. Uh, so, uh, one last thing I wanted to mention that I was reminded of while we were watching these videos, have you been to Disney world no. in the recent past? Never in my life. You've never been to Disney world. No, you gotta go dog. Do I? It's fun. I have no desire to go. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Literally zero desire to go. Um, it's really fun. Yeah. You owe it to yourself to go to Disney world, to Hollywood studios, especially yeah. Hollywood Studios. Why? Well, Hollywood Studios is amazing. <clears throat> it has the Tower of Terror. Okay. But also, it has the Aerosmith roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> is it called Get a Grip? No, I can't remember what it's called. But it is it is a, a roller coaster. I believe that it was it premiered in the park in like nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Or something. Okay. So it's like on the tails of this yes. era. It is it is you as someone who appreciates, is it called Nine Lives? No, oh. I I think it's called like Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, um, <laughs> but what's what's kind of like amazing and also terrible about it is that it is f- it's frozen in that time of like the '90s where Aerosmith was marketed as like a relevant band. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you go in. And the, the like styling of the ride, I mean, it's a roller coaster, Yeah. but the idea is that, so you walk in and then in the staging area, you're in the recording studio. Okay. And so you're behind the glass and uh-huh. Aerosmith walks into like the control room uh-huh. and they're like, Oh, Hey, what's up guys? Can't believe you're here. Hey, we got to get to the gig. Are you, you guys should come. And the roller coaster is like the limo that you're getting into okay. to go meet them at the gig. Sure. Um, the roller coaster is really good. Like it's super fast. Yeah. Uh, the last time I rode it, I even like didn't mean to say anything, but I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> it's really fast. Um, super fun ride. But everyone has to stand there in this staging area and watch Aerosmith from like 20 years ago talk to them. Okay. Because that's like, that's how you kill time, you know? And and the whole thing, the whole thing is like, you know, you move to the next phase and you hear like Steven Tyler over the thing, like, Hey, we're going to be late. We got to get moving guys. And it's like, you've, you've entered this like world that you couldn't tap into you know, other than like remembering yeah. your 13 year old self watching TV. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you know, like it, it's so weird. They must have like, I don't know what kind of contract they signed to keep this ride there for this long. It's a great ride, but it is from a completely different era. Well, 
Aerosmith is one of those bands that's like very confusing to me because they never had they've had a couple of hits like Dream On is a legitimately good song. Yeah. Uh, the unfortunately titled "Dude Looks Like a Lady" was a big hit. They've had a few Not a hits. Great song. It's uh... dude looks like a lady. <laughs> I can get down to that. Um, Did dog meat cover that? <laughs> dog meat would have. <laughs> dog meat would have covered that. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, there, I don't know anybody ever who likes Aerosmith. I've never met a single person in my life who likes Aerosmith. It's like, why are they so? well regarded i mean not well regarded but like they're still a famous band yeah like like who are these people i mean there's obviously people who are like huge fans right like, like <laughs> that's, Aeros- what, that's like, what i'm asking like like aerosmith heads right what are they perry perry heads what are they called <laughs> um i'm looking at uh oh weird so dude looks like a lady um is from Permanent Vacation, and the the proper song title is just Dude. Oof. I wonder if they've changed that. Probably. Or maybe it's like, wasn't it Dude Looks Like a Lady in, like, Looks Like a Lady was in parentheses? Uh, I assume so. I, I bet that video is very uncomfortable now. Oh. I bet it's just a guy in drag dancing around the whole time. Everyone's like, check him out. Crazy, right? <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Weird, huh? Because at the end of the um, Living on the Edge video is a man dressing up in women's clothes. Yeah. And that's supposed to be uncomfortable? It was. For me, when I was like 12, it made me uncomfortable. I didn't know what it meant. Still don't. Don't yeah. know what they were trying to do with it. But uh, it worked on me as far as like, this is strange. That yeah. was subversive, I guess. I wasn't sure if, well, we, we both said like, was, that might have been like the teacher in but the, like why, in the video? Uh, why suddenly throw in the teachers in drag at the end? I mean, it's like a character reveal in the last like 20 seconds. I, what, yeah, I, I agree. Oh, they had that song back in the saddle. What did that go? Back in the saddle again. Oh my God. Isn't that that? God, no. I've never, I've never, I don't know if I've heard <laughs> that. Um, Sounds like a country song. Oh, the Armageddon soundtrack, which was. The, yeah. This era, yeah. I don't, that was I don't want to probably miss made a, thing. a shitload of money off of that. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sure they made so much money. <laughs> 1998. I don't want to miss. It a just thing. seems so easy to be a shitty giant rock band, right? Like, what are we doing? Like, okay, so one of my resolutions for 2020 is to learn how to play guitar because I had a dream about playing yeah. guitar. And I didn't know how. Oh, their two very early hits are "Sweet Emotion" and "Dream." On. Sweet Emotion, yeah, great right, songs. Right. Sweet Emotion, yeah. great songs. So I, I'm learning to play guitar now. Uh, and maybe I'm a great singer songwriter and, and I don't know it. <laughs> what what maybe makes you say that? <laughs> just, I feel like it could be a thing that I'm, that I'm good at. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that's something that's probably part of my personality. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever okay. feel like you're probably good at something? <clears throat> yeah. You haven't tried all the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the way I feel about playing guitar. Have you tried? Yeah. Yeah. I started. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like it's a thing that I'm, it's going to work out. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I I hope it does. <laughs> me, me too. I don't want to deter this my this blind self confidence I have. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I not trying. To ruin to, that. I'm not trying to shit on it. Just, yeah. <laughs> just follow that impulse yeah. and just go for it. Yeah. Just something I feel feel positive about. Feel feel confident yeah. about. Have you done like any mm. anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, sort of. Did you like? I'm going to. I'm going to. You haven't done anything yet. Not yet. No. 
Okay. I'm going to. Did you like, did you touch it? Yeah, I took it out. Like tune it? Anything yeah, like that? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, tuned, I tuned it halfway. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's going to work out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I support this. Thank you. I, I support Thank this. You. I love a new hobby. Yeah. And I think everybody yep. should always have a new hobby. Just feels right, you know? Yeah. Feels right for me to be a singer-songwriter. I get it. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. well uh, i feel like we're just we're just it's gonna be all afternoon if we don't stop recording yeah. so anyway uh <laughs> that has been our review of the alicia silverstone trilogy aerosmith videos uh-huh. um encourage all of you to go watch them uh yeah if you oh, have yeah. if you have an extra four minutes check out living on the edge yeah just so you see my what my halloween costumes are gonna look like <laughs> and envision um, them <clears throat> aside and from for that, yourself too you know, I feel like that that should be a prepackaged costume at like Halloween Plus or whatever yeah. at the Halloween store. They should have various Steven Tyler outfits. Absolutely, I feel yeah. It should be like um, the prepackaged costume for the first look should just be like matte black, like a like, like a, a, a bucket of matte black, a bucket paint. of matte black, matte black, and a bucket of neon green uh-huh. and a handful of rhinestones. Yeah, and it says. <laughs> You're nude. Yeah. You First step a, is to get totally naked. You and a friend. You're yeah. all set. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands. Go for it. Um, so check out those videos <laughs> in case you haven't seen them. Uh, if you have seen them, check them out again. Yeah. Watch Empire Records. Uh, you know, dig into the nostalgia. It's, it's Sometimes it's fun. Or, and, I mean, we could be even like the, the cross-dressing teacher at the end of the Living on the Edge video. Yeah. Just... We could put on pantyhose and high heels and just pop our tops and walk around. Yeah. Or we could be Eddie Furlong and just dismissively throw condoms into the bushes. Yeah. That'd be a deep cut, I think, for people. Yeah. Uh, that would be harder to identify <laughs> than, than Steven Tyler with a green ghoul climbing out of his chest. <laughs> uh, so uh, ho- hope you, um, I-, I hope we've inspired all of you to watch the trilogy videos. How long is this episode right now? Two hours, three hours? No, it's like uh, it's like an hour and twenty something okay. like that. All right. I don't know. I, I I lost count, and then we had to break there. Yeah, so. no. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I hope you watch it. I hope you like it. Um, you should sign up for our newsletter. Go to frankanderic.com. There's a link there. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we got? I don't think so. Merch on the way. Yeah, and tell uh, your friends. Tell your read friends. us on iTunes. Yes. Yeah, review us on iTunes or Apple Music. Maybe like, you know, you're on Instagram all day anyway. Maybe when you're listening to this, you fucking take a screenshot and Oof. put it in your Instagram story and be like, yo, these guys are the shit. They're talking about fucking Alicia Silverstone and how hot she is. Whatever. You know, get it in there. <laughs> get people listening to us. Um, we should create an Instagram account, I guess, right? Yeah, we should do that. Yeah. What are we going to? I don't know what we're going to put well, on what, Yeah, what are we going to post? Yeah. <laughs> other than my other than my steven tyler halloween costume so easily what defeated gonna what are we gonna do what, what is this uh we'll, we'll think about starting instagram but you can find us on twitter at frank and eric you can go to frank and where there's links to, to whatever and uh you can contact us frank at frank and eric at frank and uh that's basically it yeah uh this has been our review of aerosmith's <laughs> trilogy videos alicia silverstone totally fine Thanks for listening.
我和自己的。